0: Hey everyone, welcome to Games Are Fun, the weekly video game podcast that discusses the biggest news, stories, and topics in the industry. My name is Luke and I'm your host, and joining me this episode is Callum Jones, freelance writer for the NerdStash.com. How's it going, Callum?
1: Uh, Good, thank you. How about you?
0: I'm doing well, thanks. Uh, Thanks for joining me today. Thank you. Uh, Callum, for the listeners at home, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Where are you from? Um... Yeah, just let, let's get the, the lowdown on Callum Jones.
1: Yeah, uh, like you said, yeah, I'm a freelancer, right? So I've been freelancing for about six months now. Uh, I'm currently at the Nerd Stash uh, and I've done other sites, Gamer Professionals and Gaming History, which is where me and Luke first came into contact. Yeah. Uh, I'm just about to start a degree in uh, journalism. Oh, awesome. So that's next on the horizon. And uh, yeah, I'm, where I'm from, I'm from Birmingham in the UK.
0: Okay, awesome. Great. Um, well, yeah, like I said, thanks for joining me uh, today. Uh, today, Callum and I are going to be having a discussion about uh, the Call of Duty franchise. So whenever I have a guest on the podcast, I like to kind of pick a franchise or a video game series that uh, they're familiar with and just kind of have a conversation centered around that franchise. So we picked Call of Duty because both uh, Callum and I are big fans of the Call of Duty games. And so uh, we wanted to talk about it, and of course, we have a Call of Duty game coming our way in a couple months here, so it's good timing to kind of have a conversation about that. And we'll, so we're going to basically be talking about the franchise, kind of running through our history with it, some of our favorite games uh, from the the series, as well as some of our, we'll probably t- talk about the ups and downs the franchise has had, and, uh, then we'll, we'll finish off by kind of talking about Call of Duty Modern Warfare, what our thoughts are of the reimagining and stuff like that. So that's what this this week's episode is going to be about. Uh, before we get to all that, just a reminder that Games Are Fun is available every Tuesday on all major podcast platforms. So that's, you know, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, just search for Games Are Fun on whatever platform you listen to. To podcasts on. Um, if you enjoy the show, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you listen to it on. Uh, if you're listening on iTunes, please leave a review. Reviews go such a long way. Uh, it's the easiest way to get the show noticed on the Apple podcast page. So make sure you do that. Uh, if you want to go one step further with your support, you can do that by donating to the show. There's a link in the show notes that will lead you to the anchor page and you can basically donate to the show All financial Uh, contributions help support the show help further production on it um of course as you guys know i do this in my own pocket and uh, on my own free time so every little bit of support that you guys uh, can bring to the show really helps so uh, the show is obviously free every single tuesday but if you want to go that one step further i wouldn't complain so um yeah that's it for housekeeping let's let's i got some questions for you callum uh Basically, whenever I have someone on the show, I kind of like to know a little bit about their history with video games. Um, One of my favorite things to talk about on the show is stories and memories uh, from our past in in association to video games. So I have a couple questions that I want to start off the show with. So first of all, uh, tell me about your your history with video games. How long have you been playing video games? Uh, What are some of your consoles that you owned? Maybe one of the first consoles you got um, some of your favorite games, franchises, that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, uh, my video game history isn't actually that long. I've only been say about fourteen, fifteen years. Okay. I've been playing games. For my first console was actually a Nintendo DS. Oh, really? Uh, wow. okay. I had it. I had it for Christmas one year, and yeah, I absolutely loved it. That was my first console. I had that even before, but like, Xbox 360 or a PS3. Okay. Uh, so yeah, because at the time I was choosing whether to have a Nintendo DS or an Xbox 360 and I chose a Nintendo DS. Okay, right on. So that was, some, yeah, and yeah, one of my favourite games on the DS, I was talking about this on Twitter a few days ago, the Mario and Sonic Olympic uh, games. Oh, awesome. I think it was okay. the Beijing 2008. Okay. And those games are not that loved, but I absolutely love that game. It wasn't the type of game that I would usually go for. Yeah but yeah that game just really grabbed me
0: awesome that's that's cool it's it's pretty rare i think for a lot of people to have well not really i guess my first console now that i think of it before i even got into the 64 was a, a game boy color so i think a lot mm. of people of like our generation uh, maybe a little bit older a lot of their first consoles is that handheld portable console and stuff so that's really cool yeah um so I'm assuming ever since then you've kind of just continued to play video games and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, I had the Xbox 360, then the PS4, the Xbox One, the Switch, so oh, yeah.
0: You got all, all the three right now, awesome. Yeah, I've got all the three right now, yeah. So since you're a fan of the, the Mario and Sonic Go to the Olympics uh, games, are you excited for that uh, new entry that's coming this year
1: yeah the, i yeah. am actually i was talking about on twitter as well that i think the release date is com- completely wrong putting it in november sure, yeah it's just gonna get with all the big releases this fall it's just gonna get mashed up in there but it would have been better even the olympics are next summer so considering the olympics is six months after i think it's a bit early
0: yeah but i, uh,
1: I agree i'd probably pick it up probably after the holiday season i think
0: yeah it's i was kind of i i really like those games as well like there, I think it's just because of that. I really liked to like Wii Sports back in the day, and yeah. the I just love the the multiplayer aspect of like playing the different sports and stuff. And the, this this game looks really cool. And I saw that update I think that came yesterday or the day before of you also can play the game in like two uh, D like in the old retro yeah. kind of graphics and stuff like that, which looks incredible. It's like an extra layer to that game. I, I wasn't 100% sold on it. Now I think I, I'm definitely gonna get it. But yeah, I agree. It's not great timing for that one. With uh, I think it's releasing November, and that's around you know like Death Stranding. We have all those other games coming out, and so mm. don't really I don't know if uh, I'll, I'll have time. Even if I bought it, I don't think I'll have time to to commit to it. But yeah, that's really cool that uh, that game resonates with you. Um, so what's your favorite gaming memory from your past?
1: Yeah, I was probably like nine, ten years old. And every single day I'd come back from school, you'd go on to Modern Warfare 2. And it was just a <laughs> me 1 on Rust. And you'd play it for hours on And you'd basically play the same map. Yeah. It was usually Rust. And it would just last for hours. It would be from the minute you got home from school until you go to bed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, there's something special, I think, about, uh, and that's a, kind of why I'm excited to talk about today, but about Call of Duty and the multiplayer. Yeah, the, uh, the Modern Warfare 2, specifically, Rust, as you mentioned, uh, I think mm. a lot of people associate a lot of, you know, after school memories with, with that map going in and just playing basically until, until bedtime, going to school the next day, and then just kind of repeating the cycle. I know that's kind of what I did mm. when I was growing up too, so that's awesome. And the fact
1: when you were at school as well, you'd do nothing but talk about the exactly, previous life yeah. Of gaming.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, next question I have for you, uh, what games are you most looking forward to in the next couple months or the next year, I suppose?
1: I'd say the most obvious one is cyberpunk. I think that's everyone's most anticipated Absolutely, game of the mix. Uh, yeah, just what they're doing with that game. I think it's, yeah, it's going to be phenomenal, I think, isn't it? hmm It looks,
0: uh, uh, pretty, pretty, I'm pretty expand. Are you, uh, sold on, like, what, what are you going to get it for? Are you... Now, they just recently announced that it's coming to Stadia. Is that something you're interested in, or are you just going to like buy it for PS4 or something like that? Like,
1: I think, yeah, I'll get it on console. I'm, yeah, I'm not yeah. one over on Stadia, yeah. I don't think yet. Yeah.
0: Fair enough. Uh, any other games you're looking forward to?
1: Uh, I'd say Watch Dogs Legion as well. I'm probably biased on that front because I'm from the UK <laughs> and it's set in London, but sure. I just think what they're trying to do with that game with the players any the NPC, I think if that's pulled off. Yeah it will be a really good game.
0: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. The Watchdog series is, for me, like, I I really enjoyed the first one. Um, mm. There was a lot of people that were, kind of had their complaints with it. I, I liked it, it didn't blow me out of the water or anything, but I, I enjoyed it. I, I really liked the second one, it improved a lot of the things that I didn't really care for about the first one. And then, yeah, when we saw that release trailer for, for Legion, I was like, wow, this is incredible. That idea that you can kind of just jump in and recruit any NPC into your your party and stuff like that is pretty cool. So, um, yeah. yeah, that's going to be a day one purchase for me as well. Um, I noticed that you, I'm going to ask you this question, putting you on the spot a bit. Uh, I noticed that you, you've you wrote uh, a decent amount of articles in relation to Death Stranding. Is that a game you're... you're gonna end up getting or are you kind of just on
1: the the fence about it how do you feel about Mm, i'm intrigued i definitely want to play it but i still have no clue what the game's about
0: yeah no i i think a lot of people
1: are in the same boat yeah Uh, it's
0: uh i think that's kind of the appeal for me is just that that sense of mystery and not really knowing what it's about and uh, Mm. just you know trying trying to like since it, it was first announced, having all these theories of what the game could be and then ha- as we've learned more about it, having some of my own theories kind of be squashed because of things that have been said about the game and stuff like mm. that. It's it's kind of cool. I kind of have my own opinions of that, um, of what it could be about. But yeah, I, I, I'm totally in the same boat. I have no idea. Yeah. I think it's going to be a game that's either going to be amazing, like uh, getting tens across the board or it's going to be quite bad i don't think it's going to be in between i think people are really going to love it or they're really gonna hate it or or just decide it's not not a great game for a lot of people
1: so yeah even the gameplay they released a couple days ago it just looks kind of boring doesn't it
0: sure yeah it's uh it seems very i think like my my kind of idea is that i think like there there is going to be a large portion of you you, you we've kind of seen even the the previous gameplay trailer yeah there's like people have joked that it's just like uh Norman Reedus delivering packages and stuff like yeah. that and yeah. traversing across this like green landscape and stuff and i we have seen some other elements i think the where the sh- games are really going to shine is those those moments where you're kind of like um you're dealing with the the bts and and the monsters and stuff and i think that's Mm. where the game's going to be really cool um maybe near the end game whatever uh the end game kind of content's going to look like that could really really be cool but yeah i totally agree it doesn't look very exciting the game gameplay uh the tasks that you have to do but i guess time will tell if it's if it's going to be just that or if that's just a small portion of what we're going to end up doing yeah um cool uh I always I always take the opportunity to talk about Death Strand I love talking about <laughs> that game
1: so All answers, we'll have the answers in a few months
0: yeah <laughs> so the last question I have for you before we get to the topic of the show is what is your future for gaming look like you mentioned earlier that you're going to school for journalism so are you looking into getting into a career in video game journalism
1: yeah um that's the plan after I uh, graduate. I'm just, I've wrote for about, for four sites in the past uh, six months. So yeah, it's just to continue to just grow as a writer, to, to write for as many sites as possible. Sure. Yeah. You, you have definitely like, I've gone through,
0: you, ha- you have a really great thing on your, your Twitter page to like a Tumblr. It's kind of like a yeah. resume, I guess, with all your, yeah. your work and stuff like that, which is an awesome idea. Um, you have some really solid articles i think you're a great writer um so yeah i wish you the best of luck with with all of that thanks so yeah let's get into the topic of the show we're going to talk about call of duty so to start things off let's kind of go over our both of our histories with call of duty so um you kind of mentioned it a little bit already uh what's What's your history with Call of Duty? So when when did you first start playing? What was your first game into the franchise? Um, what were some of your favorite games? Uh, do you prefer the single player, the multiplayer? Do you play both? What, what's your what's your yeah. history?
1: Uh, my first Call of Duty was Call of Duty: World at War. Okay. Which I actually yeah really liked that game, and then I've played more or less all the way up to the recent ones i've always played the uh, single player campaigns but back when i started playing call of duty world at war i was more into multiplayer kind of playing with your friends online but since then i've gone more into single player narrative driven games so i feel like i've uh, appreciated the single player campaigns a bit more mm-hmm. uh, in terms of favorites uh modern warfare 2 is an obvious one i absolutely love that game sure yeah uh and probably Black ops two as well was also a good one. I think that was mainly the multiplayer. I think the campaign was not great for that game, but I think the multiplayer was what did it for that game. Cool, yeah, 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 I'm kind of in the same boat i'm i'm I started
0: with uh well, my first call of duty game was the the very first one, which when mm. it came to playstation two and um I didn't really like it was just another kind of first person military you know shooter when I got it I didn't really think too much of it of course I hadn't really blown up at that point Um, but when Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare released that was I think for a lot of people the game the first game in the franchise that really took it to a new level it was like the Mm. where I think the online multiplayer really took off Um, and yeah that game specifically was the one that for me I spent that was the game that I think I played the most probably and that's why i kind of think of it as my favorite in the series because i just Mm. associate so many memories with it and then yeah i just followed the same track continued with world at war uh you know modern warfare 2 all the other modern warfare 3 all pretty much all the other further releases um did you ever have you like since world at war have you gone every single call of duty game
1: uh yes i have yeah i've played like black ops 4 from last year i've probably put 10 hours into if that okay uh but yeah i've played every single release since yeah okay is there do you now what
0: i want to ask you is because i have my own opinions on this with with mm. call of duty it's kind of had uh various entries that are, are quite different from each other right we have yeah you know the the world war Two we have the modern warfare series we have the black ops series um is the you know, we had Advanced Warfare, Infinite Warfare. Is there any games mm. that you kind of are are lower on your list or games that you didn't write really resonate with you?
1: Uh, I'd say Infinite Warfare and Advanced Warfare weren't particularly a favorite of mine. Yeah. I did play them. I think the Infinite Warfare campaign was actually really good. Mm-hmm. But it, uh, it was developed by a lot of ex-naughty-dog guys who are also working on Modern Warfare this year. Mm. So you can see where the storytelling comes in there. But yeah, the, I think it was just the futuristic. Infinite Warfare was the third straight futuristic Call of Duty game. So I think I was just fed up with Future at that point.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, They they really tapped into that futuristic sci-fi mm. setting there, especially yeah around Advanced Warfare and even moving forward after that. And I, I agree. They, I didn't really care for them. I, I, I had them as well. Um, I yeah. think I played more advanced warfare than infinite warfare, but um, I was, I think, at that point, I was just getting a little bit of fatigue of just having a game release every single year, and it was getting mm. to that point of trying to keep up. I still really like Call of Duty, but there were so many other things. Uh, you know, it seems today that there's so many games coming out that it's hard to, yeah. you know, continuously buy the the same type of game, I guess, every single yeah. year.
1: So I was saying on Twitter, they should do what Assassin's Creed has done, just take a year off, yeah, just regroup, have a year off, and come back with a stop, a top Call of Duty the year after. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Like that did wonders for Assassin's Creed. Like with with mm. Origi- Origins, it was. Super well received, and then Odyssey was even, I think, um, even more popular than Origins, and
1: yeah,
0: it helped that I think they they changed Assassin's Creed and put it into a different direction than some of the previous games, um, and I think that came from just taking the the extra year to to really hash out uh, a new look at the game and stuff like mm. that. And I think yeah, you're right. Call of Duty could definitely benefit from something like that. Um, it blows me away that even though the franchise has, I I wouldn't say it's gone downhill or anything like that, but I think it's definitely had, it's past its prime that it once was. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like, I think when we were, yeah, I think the, the first, like, when the, 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 modern warfare games came out and stuff like that that was really when that's what everybody was playing um like you mentioned going to school and everyone was talking about the matches from the night before and Mm. i think that was it's real height because it had that social aspect of it and i think that you know games like today like fortnite um or even apex have that kind of aspect to them um they're more than just you know simple game i think they're that's that's where people go to hang out right they they jump into Fortnite to play with their friends kind of like we did with call of duty back in the day right so Mm, yeah um so what do you what do we think of the current state of the franchise as of today do you think um like with with call of duty we had world war ii that was boots back on the ground we have black ops 4 which kind of Took away the single player, and now we're we're going into Call of Duty: Modern Warfare reimagining. What do you what do you think of of the state of Call of Duty? Do you think it's going to kind of continue to decrease in popularity? Is it going to? Are we going to get a resurgence of fans back into the series?
1: What do you think? I think after, for Modern Warfare this year, I think fans will come back because you've got these people who haven't played Call of Duty maybe five, six, seven years, mm-hmm. and if they're just in a store and they see Call of Duty Modern Warfare, that just brings back so many like childhood memories and seeing Captain Price on the front cover as well. Mm-hmm. I think it will bring fans back, but it's whether they can sustain that going forward into the Call of Duty's after Modern Warfare.
0: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. The, it was a smart move, I think, to... well. I, I've been really wanting, I think a lot of people actually have been really wanting them to kind of go back to the Modern Warfare franchise. And I think it's a smart move at this this point because, yeah, yeah like like you said, a lot of people have tapped out uh, like five five years ago or whenever the last Modern Warfare game released or the last Black Ops game. And they, they've kind of moved on, right? And I think a lot of that has to do with just yeah call of duty taking the the genre to a a different place with the sci-fi and stuff like Mm. that i wrote an article like a couple months ago i think about how modern warfare i think is like the reboot or that the franchise needs now i know modern warfare that they say it's a a reimagining it's not a reboot but i kind of see it as they're 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 rebooting this this franchise to bring it back to something to to a place where it once was and um I think yeah, so many people that were really big fans of the franchise basically, you know, tapped out and they're looking to get back in again. And I think this is a, a they see this as an opportunity to experience the type of game that they they used to enjoy, right? Yeah, yeah. So, what are your thoughts on Modern Warfare? Do you think? What, what we've seen so far, what we've been shown, what do you think about
1: it? I think it, it does look very promising. I think the campaign was missed last year for me. I know a lot of people prefer Battle Royale, yeah, but I just prefer a single-player story campaign. Mm-hmm. So I think it's great to have that back, especially with the ex-naughty-dog devs who are working on it. And it doesn't look like a simple, linear experience, what previous Call of Duties have had to offer. Uh, the multiplayer looks... From the gameplay I've seen from the multiplayer, I know we get to play this weekend, there's the... Uh, alpha on ps4 mm-hmm. uh but from the gameplay we've seen it it doesn't look like all the duty does it i think it does look quite different mm-hmm. but yeah i think you've got to to play it before you uh, make your own opinion on it yeah no i i agree it looks
0: it looks like it it, it has this visual to it that it, makes it look more realistic and less not that the old games weren't realistic, they've they've obviously always gone for realism, but this look to this Mm. game kinda seems like more realistic and natural to me, I guess. It it seems like they're focusing less on the the video gamey elements to it of, you know, customization and like silly I think there's still gonna be a little bit of that, but
1: not Tamagotchi, isn't there?
0: Yeah, yeah. On the gun. Yeah. Um but I think they're gonna tone it back to what it, what it kind of has been, uh, le- at least in the last like three or four years. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you is, what do you think about? There's been a kind of topic of conversation around this Call of Duty: Modern Warfare because they they've announced that they w- this is gonna be a grittier game. It's going to have a more uh, natural tone and talk about the talk about the seriousness of war and everything like that and it's going to possibly deal with some you know really sensitive material
1: what are your thoughts around that um just in general i think yeah at the end of the day it's still a video game it's got to be fun to play isn't it Mm -hmm. but i think the more shocking a story is the more people are kind of kind of gravitate towards that obviously it's going to get bashed about in the press isn't it all the video games that's playing for gun violence and stuff like that but see so yeah, a lot of the stories have not been that serious i suppose apart from world war ii which told quite a serious war story but i think it would just be a good mix-up for the series
0: yeah it's um i'm glad that they're they're focusing on that because i think that's <laughs> something that can sometimes get lost i know that you know, with some of the other games, it, it almost seems like it's kind of i guess not it, it's just kind of taking the the aspects of war a little light, right? like it it mm. you're, you're totally right. Like it is a video game. it's it, at the end of the day it's it's supposed to be fun. Um, so you know don't don't worry about it being too you know serious or whatever, but um yeah. it's it's definitely something that. I am looking forward to because it, that is you you kind of have to have a good balance right you you can't make the game too you know serious because then it's not going to be fun and enjoyable um, but you can't make the game too silly because you know that's inappropriate for the topic and uh, the genre of the video game so mm. I think they're they're going to have a good balance uh, of both those both those things from what I can tell that's that's what they're going for and so. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it, it should be interesting. And
1: I suppose it's how long they keep it gritty. Because World War Two, when that first came out, they were describing that in the marketing as gritty, back to the roots. And six months in, you could put pink camos on your guns. <laughs> so it's like, how long do they keep it gritty and serious? Totally. Yeah, that's
0: a great point. Um, when I, I totally forgot about that, you're absolutely right. The game started mm. at at that level and then slowly worked its way back to a lot of the things that people complained about right yeah so, and i mean it, it's it's interesting because like i think the same age group still kind of plays call of duty games um but like the people that were first you kind of like when the series was starting to take off are are older now and so we want that that same kind of connection and same kind of feel to the game and look to the game that we had back in the day but we also i guess there's so many there's so many younger fans that see this um game as like something different right they don't have necessarily the the things that we associate with the franchise so yeah they they like the customization they like changing their guns to to look bright and colorful and stuff like Mm. that which i understand but yeah it, it, it's kind of tricky right you need to kind of they want to bring back those old fans in but they want to keep i guess those new fans that no call of duty as one thing and only one yeah. thing right so yeah it should be interesting um i'm unfortunately I, I really wish i was playing the alpha this weekend but it's the one weekend it happens on the one weekend that i'm actually out of town
1: so i won't be able to no. experience yeah. it for myself but yeah, i think it is only the two vc gunfight modes uh but yeah, it should be interesting just to see how it feels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I I definitely like. I'm already sold on the
0: game from yeah even the very first I think reveal trailer and stuff. I I I love Modern Warfare, so I'm I'm glad that they're they're taking this approach to it. So
1: and then bringing all them characters back as well. Captain Price is confirmed. I think they've more or less confirmed Soap as well. So
0: oh really, just okay. seeing familiar
1: faces as yeah. well. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. I think that's like like you mentioned earlier that those characters really are, are are the you know the center of attention for modern warfare and that's what hmm. people that's who people think of when they when they think of the modern warfare game so yeah um, yeah i'm glad that they've, they 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 made it really clear in their marketing that this isn't like a sequel it's it's think of the the, the same world but updated to what modern like today's warfare would look like as opposed to 10 years mm. ago and those same characters are brought back but with different stories and different you know experiences and stuff like that that's really yeah funny. it's hard to say what it like call of duty always is the best-selling video game every single year right yeah um, but do you think if this game does kind of do what world War 2 did and start with this serious tone and then evolve into a silly silly nonsense again Do you think uh, the next year's release will have any impact? Like, do you think people will be more forgiving because of what it was introduced as? Like,
1: what do you think? Mm. Um, I think Call of Duty is going to be the best-selling game year on year, even if Modern Warfare is a flop. I think uh, 2020 Call of Duty will be the best-selling game. Uh, It just is. I think it will be. uh, So, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's... It, it's, it's crazy to me that even when I think the franchise was kind of like taking a dip, um, especially around like infinite warfare, mm. it still was, yeah, the best selling video game year after year. Right. So do, do you know what like, who's confirmed? What, what do we know? Like who, what studio is working on next year's call of duty? It was supposed to be
1: sledgehammer. They were leading it the developers of world war two, but I think it was a port, uh, in Kotaku. They, uh, they were saying it was in a mess. The game wasn't on track to release in fall 2020, so they handed the reins over to Treyarch. Okay. Obviously, only did last year's Call of Duty, so they've only got two years to make a Call of Duty game. I think Sledgehammer are assisting them, but they still have only got two years to make a Call of Duty game.
0: Interesting, yeah. that and that, that could totally... Because, yeah, for the long... Well, obviously, back in the day, it was Infinity War, Triarch, Infinity War, Tri- yeah. before Sledgehammer got introduced, but I think that's something that a lot of people forget, is that these games are from different studios, and so mm. it's it's hard to compare Infinite Warfare with Black Ops, because, you know, there's those are two different studios, two different directions, and although they have the same brandy and everything like that, you got completely different people working on the game, right? So... Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see Treyarch and what they come up with. I'm I'm assuming mm. they're probably either going to continue. I don't know. I, I don't know if they're going to continue. It could the, even
1: Black Ops Five, couldn't it?
0: Yeah, it could. Um, could be maybe something different. I don't know. Like it's really. I guess Treyarch because they did World at War, and then I guess the next game they did was Black Ops, right? And yeah. From that point forward, they've just done sequels to black Ops. yeah
1: so. it would be cool for them to do something new i think because it's been that long since they started a new ip
0: yeah and i like for me black ops i think for a lot of people like modern warfare 2 like that's that's a lot of favorites for a lot of people but i think black ops is just just below that for for mm. most people of it being one of their favorite uh in the franchise and um, they did such a good job with Black Ops 1 I really liked, and yeah. I, I did play the other ones, but that first one for me was really what kind of created the Black Ops franchise and, and what it was, and they did such a good job with that original story and everything like that, it would be yeah really cool if they came in with an original idea, maybe a different setting, totally different take, because uh, Treyarch is a great studio, I think they could really really benefit from something like that
1: yeah and they've also got the problem of next-gen consoles as well they've been making it for xbox one ps4 mm-hmm. ps5 and xbox sky and
0: we're only two years as well exactly yeah not to mention that they're definitely going to be some pressure of getting into the streaming like getting into getting it on stadia and stuff like that yeah um that's probably putting it's tough, I think, for a lot of developers right now with the, the the turnover of next gen. The bigger studios, I think, are already working on, you know, their next gen titles. But for them, yeah, they're gonna have to pivot and mm. and add that streaming future on top of it. So that can only be adding a little bit of pressure. So yeah, I I guess we'll find out next spring or roughly around the springtime next year what that game's gonna be. So yeah. Um, okay. I think that's, it's a little bit of a shorter episode, uh, for the listeners at home. We've been having a little bit of connection issues. Um, I guess that's what happens when we got people from two different countries trying to come together and record, but, uh, yeah, we've run into a little bit of recording issues. So if there's any, you know, dips in and out of the audio, that's what that's from. But, uh, hopefully I've on, after this, I've edited it to the point where it seems flawless in one, one piece here. Um, Calum, before we kind of wrap up the show, like I said, it's a little bit quicker than I wanted it to be. Is there any other things you wanted to talk about on Call of Duty or any other points that you wanted to to talk about?
1: Yeah, I suppose over the last few years, the kind of micro transaction spam that's been in the Call of Duty series. I think that probably needs to come to a stop over the, hopefully in Modern Warfare, because in Black Ops 4, you paid full price for the game, there was a $50 season pass, and then they were charging for skins, for Blackout, Mm. which is the Battle Royale Mm mode, so there just needs to be that balance of, I know obviously Activision are a business at the end of the day, but there needs to be a balance.
0: Totally, yeah, thank you for bringing that up, that's one big topic that I think we've Mm. missed out on talking, is the microtransactions and loot boxes, and I think that, yeah, they need to that, that that is one thing that if they get it right for modern warfare that that could really help sales and 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 the franchise altogether, right? yeah, um, for me, I remember that being a big part of the games is the the futuristic aspect of it I wasn't super a fan of, but i yeah, I wasn't also a fan of the loot boxes and all these. Cod points and all these different things that were brought into the game on, on, on pushing people to to buy DLC and to buy uh, in-game currency to purchase loot box and stuff like that. I was even bummed when the Modern Warfare remaster came out and um, I was really looking forward to it because it was like, oh, great. I can kind of yeah. revisit this game uh, and now it's, you know, it's, it's tough that that they, they put those microtransactions in there, kind of left a sour taste in my mouth. So mm. that's, and actually I, I want to bring up, um, my article here because that's something that I did touch on. Um, I think that if Call of Duty like litters the game with loot boxes and it doesn't matter how Gritty or realistic this game is. If they mm. they shadow it with all these microtransactions and stuff, that's all that the media is going to to focus on, and the fans are going to focus on, and yeah. it's not going to be great. So, do you how I guess? What is your your overall opinion about microtransactions? Do you ever buy loot boxes yourself? Or are you kind of on the fence about them?
1: Uh, no, I did buy them. Years ago, because they were still quite popular. Years ago, wasn't they? Like yeah. people saw it fun as let's open these cases, see what we get. But no, I don't support them. I don't. If there's no like season pass or any kind of additional DLC you're paying for, I don't think it's too bad. But I don't think you can charge full price for the game, then you're charging how much for a season pass for DLC, and then you've got loot box on the side as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think they need to leave it. To I I, I I'm okay with like a, a season pass of just like because i i did that model with fortnite i've i'm in that with apex i like it because yeah. it's like here's a flat rate and then you get all these things as you kind of progress um through the season or whatever that that's mm. fine but charging and like at the end of the day i guess it, it, it's where the, you, you have to draw the line between a lot because like if you want to spend your own money on those kinds of things that's that's totally you're right you can go for yeah. that um but when it's clear that they're trying to take advantage of that, or you know, we just heard in the news recently about like Apex Legends and um, some of their the, their event that's going on now and it, it being upwards to like 140 or 170, somewhere in their dollars that you would have to pay in total to obtain mm. all these additional cosmetic items or something like that. And then obviously the Battlefront 2 fiasco that happened a couple of years ago. If they, if they, I, I'm not, I'm not game for that kind of stuff because that's when it's clear that they're they're just looking for a money grab and they're not really caring about the player or anything like that um and so that's why yeah i i think seasons pass or just make it really black and white of like really simple small transactions that if you want to do it you can go for it but it's not going to affect the game in any way if you don't want to purchase them right
1: I don't mind if you just spend money and you know what you're going to get. So if you're spending a bit on a skin for Fortnite, you know what you're going to get, don't you? There's no kind of look at the draw with that.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. Because um, that's that's where it gets dangerous, right? Those people yeah. will drop so much money to the chance that they open a loot box and get that super rare item or something, right? So, yeah. Yeah, it's, I don't know if it's, it's possible that they've, you know, uh, infinity war activision has talked about microtransactions for for modern warfare i can't off the top of my head i don't really know if they have or not but um i think with just it being such a big topic of conversation in the industry right now they do have to nail it coming out of the gate yeah yeah cool so yeah it should be interesting to say i'm really excited for modern warfare um are you getting it for for ps4 or xbox one
1: uh I'll probably get it for PS4. Okay, yeah. that, that. I think they have exclusive content on PS4, yeah. so I usually go for the exclusive awesome. content is so Yeah, yeah. I I always
0: in the last couple of years I've kind of ran into the trouble where majority of my friends who are into Call of Duty are on Xbox. And, yeah. Um but I wanna buy it for PS4 for the that exclusive content and yeah. getting stuff early and stuff. But this is one that I bought the last several on Xbox. I think this is the first one I'm gonna finally flip over to PS4, so um, yeah, we'll have to squad up and, and play together once the game yeah.
1: comes out. Yeah, and let's just hope exclusivity just goes eventually because it has got cross-platform players, is not it?
0: Yeah, I guess that does. Yeah, that's a good point um that we haven't touched on. That's a big win for them is bringing in yeah. cross-platform. That's something that I remember even back in the day, like before cross-platform was really a, a topic of conversation. Thinking to myself, like, man, I just wish I could play with my friends on PS3 or whatever. Yeah. Right? um so yeah that that's definitely going to be a benefit um and i i even bet that eventually maybe sometime next year they could port it to stadia who knows Stadia is launching at the end of this year i don't think it's going to be yeah they haven't if, if it was coming to stadia at the end of this year they would have announced it by now but um mm. i think it's going to be similar to you know Cyberpunk and stuff like that, where it's going to maybe come a little bit later, and then so you're even having more play, a, a bigger player base. Um, mm. yeah, and if
1: possible, I'd love to see it on Switch.
0: Yeah, that would be
1: great. We it, see the Witcher free on Switch, which you never would have expected. So, uh, yeah, I'd love that for, to be on Switch.
0: Yeah, it would be awesome just to like have Call of Duty on the go, right? Like, that would be yeah dream. It, I think they could. It's it's definitely possible. I think they would. Yeah, they just have to make it a lower resolution. Mm. Maybe wouldn't have the same graphic fidelity that the other games have. But you also are trading that to have it portable, right? Be able to yeah, play yeah. it anywhere and stuff like that. So, um, and then with crossplay being a thing, who knows? You know, Fortnite's done it with crossplay across, mm. across Switch, Xbox, PC, and all that. Um, so I think Call of Duty since they're doing cross play it would be really really cool if it came to switch so what would you feel how would you feel if um let's say a a switch port came but it was only multiplayer with or sorry not multiplayer uh, only single player how would you feel about
1: that um i'd probably i'd probably would have beaten the campaign at that point anyway on yeah. the console version, so probably wouldn't be Do worth any it. at
0: that point yeah yeah. Yeah, I think it would probably just bring in people that only own Switches and don't have yeah. access to PS4 or Xbox One. So, yeah, I think they would have to have that multiplayer aspect into it.
1: And how much would they charge for something like that? Because the campaign is probably only five, six hours maybe. Yeah. Well, that was the big debate, I think, last year. Is
0: they took out that campaign. Yes, they did add the Black Ops or Blackout Battle Royale mode. Um, yep. And so... You know it, it, that was kind of the trade for that, but you're missing out on you know this big campaigns. People were talking like, should it be full price? Should it not? That kind of thing. So
1: mm, yeah.
0: Cool. Well, let's let's kind of wrap up the show here. him um, I want to thank you so much for for coming on the show and talking about. Sorry that we had connections issues. That's, right. That's just kind of how these things go sometimes um for those listeners at home where can people keep up with some of your work
1: yeah you can follow me on twitter at callumj2709 i currently work for the nerd and game professionals which I also share on twitter so more or less daily content so you can check that out
0: yeah you you're killing it with the articles i see every day you're pretty much almost posting a uh, an article so awesome job with that
1: yeah, uh, thanks
0: can't wait to to continue seeing what else, how far you go in the the journalism. I think, I think. How old are you? 18. 18. That's awesome. Like I didn't at 18, I didn't even think of that as a, a possible career or anything. Yeah, like that. It wasn't until. I only,
1: like, Yeah, go on.
0: I was just gonna say it was only until the last year that I actually, made thought the thought popped into my head that maybe yeah. that's something I could get into, right?
1: yeah it was the same for me I started a wordpress account it's a free wordpress account I started writing one blog a week mm-hmm. probably less than a year ago
0: yeah that's that's awesome that's uh, yeah good for you um, so yeah that, that concludes this episode of Games Are Fun just a reminder that you can um, find the podcast every Tuesday on all the major podcast platforms just search for Games Are Fun uh, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to it on And yeah, we will talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening. See you later.